Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing, did you let the spies in your life? No invitations left, according to God's word. We are live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guys guessed it. You're awesome. You're great. As always, we're going to talk about spies. Who let the devil in their life? Let's look at the world and the biblical meaning of spies. A person who secretly collects and reports information on the activities, movements, and plans of an enemy or competitor. That is right. The devil is a competitor. He's an enemy to God. He is collecting information that he could throw up in God's face about you. So watch yourself. So we can find this biblically in Galatians 2, 4, and 5. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus to make us slaves. We did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Isn't that just like the devil, trying to use whatever he can against us to disqualify your life-changing testimony about your new love for God? The devil just needs a smidgen of room to fully occupy your life. That's right. He doesn't need much. I need you to get this. All it takes is a slightly open door in your mind, a window left open in your heart, and you walking left when God said to go right. The problem is we sometimes are holding on to a smidgen of our past because we feel we need it. Because of what we kept and held on to, the devil would have you to believe you're unworthy of the work accomplished by Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins. Don't let that become your reality because of something from your past that you attempted to bring into your future. Let me read Joshua 7.13. It says, Get up. Sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord of Israel, there is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed things from among you. Listen at that. What God is saying is, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. That's the future he's talking about. That's what we're talking about. Don't bring nothing into the future. Basically, he said there was an accursed thing. They had something that did not belong on them or in the camp or in their village. And God says, you cannot defeat your enemy unless you get rid of that. I'm telling you now, my young loyal listeners, get rid of anything in your life that is not like God because it can stop you from achieving what God has for you and defeating Satan in your life. I want you to truly ponder the energy and time that Satan devotes to ruining your life discounting the commitment you've made to Christ, destroying the new pep in your step because you're now walking the path of righteousness. He's mad that God has chosen you. Yes, he has chosen you. He is devoting a lot of time to destroy you because you are very valuable to God and you can also be valuable to his war on his side of this. 
I want to encourage you not to give in by leaving a small opening for the devil to exploit. Close all doors, all windows, all avenues into your life so the devil can't get there. I want you to allow the light placed in you to shine brighter than the morning sun so God's plan for your life can increase his kingdom. God needs you. God needs you to stay on his side. If you allow the words of a few non-believers to change how you feel about your new life in Christ, then the devil is inside. He's made it inside your mind, your body, and he has infiltrated and now inside the camp. The devil is crafty. He assimilates, he associates with ungodly company that you keep around you to blend in, to go unnoticed. Yes, he's in the midst of the people you have hanging around you that are not walking the same way that you're walking. He can pretend to live for God, but he actually can't. It says this, he comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 The devil is only as powerful as the power you give him, so don't give him any. Your life is way more important than you'll ever know to God and his kingdom. Why is all of this important to you, my young loyal listeners? You want to know why? Without the truth of the gospel preserved in your life, you would have no reason to make the lifestyle changes needed to be a new creation and to follow Jesus Christ. But even more important, where would your family and friends see God if not in you or on you? You, me, and we are the only tools God has at his disposal to use to guide the lost to Christ. By holding on to the gospel that was preached to you, you're keeping the fire God placed in you alive for others to see. Let me pray for you. Father God, we come to you right now, and I thank you for this day, a day that we have yet to see, Lord God. Remove all sin, thought, deed, or action, Lord God, from our minds, our bodies, and our souls, that we may come boldly before you and enter into your presence at your throne of grace, O God. Have your way in our lives, Lord God. Change our minds, Lord God. Close our doors off, Lord God. Teach us to close those windows. Teach us to close those doors behind us that the devil cannot have a foothold into our lives, Lord God, that only you occupy the space within our body, our minds, and our soul that we follow you, O God. Have your way. Strengthen my young loyalists, Lord God, that they won't leave a smidgen of hope for the devil to exploit, to get in their hearts, in their minds, in their soul. Have your way today, Lord God. Protect them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how school was going and I heard someone say they've always been that way thinking that they are better than everybody else because their family has money. I wasn't ear hustling. They were saying it out loud. So I chimed in and asked, so when they do that, how does that make you feel? They said, I may not have all of what they have, but it doesn't make me any less of a person or make them better than me. I just do me with what I have. And that right there is the one of the keys to being a Christian, loving who you are with what you have, not being jealous of anyone. Let's take it to church. As Christians, we cannot be concerned about what another has or doesn't have. We have to use the gifts that God has given us. Because while some may have the same gift, it operates differently depending on how God uses us, especially in different situations. Let's take it to the Bible. In Galatians 2, verses 6 through 10, read it when you get a chance. But to summarize it, Paul was preaching in front of great leaders. And even though they had status, it didn't bother him or change the way he preached. Because 
because Paul and those same leaders had the same God. He didn't feel intimidated, intimidated that they were great leaders and had status and money. He didn't cower or not preach or feel scared. No, he did him. And the other disciples, Peter, James, and John encouraged him to continue on preaching and doing God's great work. There's another Christian characteristic. We must encourage those in the faith taking it back to school. Yeah, there might be people who may have more than you, but there are also people who have less than you. But should we look down on them or think that we are better than them? Not at all. When we see others who are being treated like they are nothing, we as Christians need to encourage them to be who they are with what they have. Material things are nice. Having status can be valuable, but they won't get us into the kingdom of God. So like Paul, don't be intimidated by another person's status or money because God looks at the heart and he will reward you and give you the precious things that money or status can't buy. Peace, love, joy, patience, goodness, kindness, and so much more. Let God use you wherever your gifts lead you and don't be intimidated by money or status. If God sent you, he has given you everything you need and it can't be bought. Be bold and don't be afraid to do you your way. Okay, God's way. In summary, the importance of keeping the door to your life closed to the devil. I will close with this in a quote. You had a choice. You had one invitation. You gave it to Christ for the sacrifice he made on the cross for you. You invited Christ to be in and the head of your life. Here's the quote. You'd never invite a thief into your house. So why would you allow thoughts that steal your joy to make themselves at home in your mind? As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.